I want to believe in you, Gary. I really do. But you've let me down before. Please, how can I make you trust me? I remember the first time we met. You were a simple Broadway actor, afraid to get in my limo because you thought I wanted you to perform oral sex on me. Do you remember that? Yeah. And now the tables are turned, and I don't know if I can trust you. Just... give me a chance. All right. I'll trust you. But only if you... will perform oral sex on me. What? Right here. Right now. You can't be serious. Oh, I am serious. Look. This is my serious face. What will that prove? It will prove that you are truly ready to lay everything on the line. To throw away all your inhibitions and give 100%. We must go back to that first night we met. That first issue of trust, don't you see? No. I thought you weren't gay. This isn't about sex, Gary. It's about trust. It's the eye of the needle, Gary, and we must both pass through it. Okay, let's do it. I'll make sure nobody's watching. Yeah, it looks clear. Okay, go. There must be another way. Huh. I guess you won't do everything to take it all back, will you, Gary? No, 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 wait, wait, hold on. You're saying if I do that, you'll let me help the team? I'll give you all the time I can. Okay, let's do it. Here we go. And go. Welcome to the podcast, everybody in Washington, D.C. D.C. Uh, D.C., get ready, because you know what's coming up. Fourth of July! I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to which... I done forgot it. To the republic for which it stands. To the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible. Which how how hard was that when you were like in second grade? We're like indivisible, <laughs> indivisible for justice for all. Indivisible. <laughs> Play ball. I don't remember. I we've slowed it down too much. I had yeah. to indivisible with liberty. one nation under God, indivisible. With something and justice for all. With liberty and justice. With liberty and justice. And justice. For all. For all. Yes. 
our constitutional republic is in dire crisis because we can't even remember the goddamn Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. I only said it for, I don't know, till fifth grade. Like Only the fifth grade? Like, like my developmental years, I said it every day. I feel like we said it all the way into high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I went to a racist high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they probably said racist things like the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> no comment. Uh, um, no, they. Uh, I just remember we'd always do the pledge, and then we'd have to take the fluorine fluoride like once a week. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know why I remember like standing up and like, well, no, why y'all are standing up? Everybody, put this liquid in your mouth, swish around, spit it back in the cup, and then throw the cup in the trash. So yeah. now you got all these kids' spits in a cup in the trash. Why though? Uh, cloning experiments. <laughs> Chemtrails. Where are we going? Uh, I don't understand the fluoride thing, though. Like, it's already in our water. I know. It was like, kid, well, like, you know, uh, dentists will add more fluoride. Like, younger kids will get a higher dose. I think a higher dose of fluoride when they, like, clean your teeth or whatever. That- you know that they found that fluoride is very good in mind control. And that's a conspiracy theory as to why they actually put the fluoride in the water is to try and actually to try and dumb us down as a nation so that we don't think as much for ourselves. Yeah, it makes sense. It's about production and power and money. Right. So if you only drink beer and you don't ever actually just drink water out of the tap. Yeah, you're fine. Then you're fine. Yeah. Then you then you are a clearer thinker <laughs> and uh, a soberless thinker. That's right. <laughs> and amen to you. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I want to apologize right now while we're starting off uh, for last week. Apparently, I fell asleep while I was editing the <laughs> podcast. And there was like two or three very long, like just nothingness no talking going on at all and it was just us like googling random shit uh and normally i cut all that out but i didn't for whatever reason so you got to listen to some nice sweet jazz music in the background (laughs) for about five minutes yeah you're welcome (laughs) we pride ourselves on quality yeah Uh. yeah so (laughs) So that's why uh, that's why we always record in the jazz lounge. Yep. For, for instances like that. Right. Yeah. So tonight's episode, though, is going to be a 4th of July special episode. Even though this is technically coming out on the 1st of July, uh, it'll be our last episode before 4th of July. So technically 4th of July episode. So... In uh, in uh, accordance with American law for Fourth of July podcasts, we are drinking Budweiser. Budweiser, it's the king of bears. United States of America it says it on the can, literally the great American Budweiser Lager beer. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced 
but any other brewer which costs so much to brew and age are exclusive Beechwood aging <sighs> wait what exclusive Beechwood aging procedures a taste and smoothness and a drinkability you will find in no other beer at any price what is Beechwood aging well that's where they age it in a barrel of Beechwood yeah apparently brewed by so I did know this so brewed by our own original process from the choicest hops rice and the best barley a lot of loggers use rice as a grain bed to uh, make their beers. And it adds a little bit of flavor, not much, but it keeps it light. And, you know, you still get the starches out of it and all that good stuff. All right. Makes it crisp. It sounds very, like, Chinese. Because <clears throat> it's rice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's it's the, uh, I mean, there is rice beers out there. Um, but rice is also cheap. That's the other reason they use it. Oh, yeah. Because you got to keep that price down. Yeah. I don't know why. I just wanted to Google who produces the most rice. I'll give you one guess. China. Yes. Uh, (laughs) China is the largest rice producer in the world with 211 tons. I'm sorry. 211 million tons Mm. produce volume per year. India is a close second. And for some reason, Canada does not produce rice. Like, why did they throw that in there? It's, <laughs> it's like, who's the greatest boxers of all time? And you'd be like, well, Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you know, Serena Williams doesn't box. Right. Like, why did you bring her up? <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> She's a phenomenal tennis player. Right. Right. Also, maybe transsexual. Nah, I don't want to believe it. <laughs> I've seen this video and said that her and her sister were transsexual. Like transgendered or transsexual? Like transgender. Like okay. they were born boys. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just because they're so toned? I just I don't know why. Like, I I can't believe it. A, a booty like that. There's no way that was. I mean, yeah. Until I see, until I see. Uh, a, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say until I see a vagina, but then they make those. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you can't until yeah. I see the ovaries. Until I see, <laughs> to get your head up there, so I see an MRI or an X-ray of the ovaries, yeah. you know, uh, ultrasound. Until I see an ultrasound of yeah. the fallopian tubes. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prove it? You can't nowadays. You can't with. I mean, that's true. You, you really can't, can't. You can't. Yeah. Other other than the smell. <laughs> Didn't hear this. No. Yeah, like a, a created vagina. Like a, so, a guy say say let say I decide I want to be a woman, right? right? Get my dick cut off. Actually, they don't cut it off; they yeah. invert it. Right. They cut it down like the the pee seam. Yeah. And like fold it outwards. I actually watched a medical video on how. Why would that. you do that? It wasn't like gra- it was a cartoon, like a computer graphic. Oh my god! Because it was just I don't know. I watched medical shit. That's um, disgusting. But it was. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of, I mean, 
I mean, it is. I don't know how to put it. Like, it was interesting to see how the hell they figured this out. Yeah. How aroused were you? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the two. Okay. <laughs> But so it's a so it's technically an open wound is what it is. Yeah, yeah, because they have to put things in it to keep right. it open. So it's so it smells like shit. It smells horrible, always. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there then there was like this news article that I don't know why it popped up on my Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> but it did and it was talking about how like basically transgender women are like like want other women to know what it feels like or know like the the issues that they go through and the troubles that they go through uh with their smell and like <laughs> so there's like it was like this whole article about how like they want what they call cyst women yeah or just actual women yeah to like like smell this whatever this smell is yeah and it's like and it basically smells like a fucking dead body i i um see i see i know it's not it's weird it's inverted and the wounds it's closed because they if they wouldn't they'd all get septus and like get super sick from it but it is an opening that they have to like keep doing things to keep it open like i remember seeing hearing a doctor talk about that like you want to put things in like somebody i swear it was someone i saw going through the transition and the doctor was telling them like you have to put certain size things in there to keep it like from kind of closing up but yeah i mean it's not it wouldn't have the same uh, ducts that would secrete the the solution in vaginas, I guess. That give women that smell and whatever. So it would probably have some issues along those lines. Yeah, I'm glad that we're talking about this. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah, I was like, this is <laughs> such a weird way to go into this episode. Is how we conceive transgender vaginas. Right. I don't this is why we don't write out the scripts that we say. Yeah. <laughs> like we have a, there'd be no way to ever. We'd just go with it. Like, yeah, this is an interesting topic. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, like I said, <laughs> I've watched video. I was curious. Um but no, but <laughs> I realized after I said that I'm like just to be clear, like I'm not curious as in like I'm gonna do it. I'm pretty secure, but it was more or less how the procedure is done. It just seemed like a, it seemed like an impossible task, and yeah. I was admiring kind of the doctor's abilities to do that. Right. Or like that's that takes someone with a specialty in urology and stuff like that. Actually, I've got a friend who's transitioning. And she is actually meeting with urologists to go through that surgery. Um, and I remember she just posted this online too, uh, which I that didn't 
think about it, but I guess urology would be the one you'd have to go through for the most part. Oh well, yeah, they're the ones that neutered me. <clears throat> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they deal with all the tubing and everything else for production and you know urinary system. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another weird side effect. Like my, I think my balls have never hung lower. Well, yeah, they have no reason to <laughs> hold on. They're like, I'm done. I'll just hang here and dip in the water every once in a while. <laughs> like it's incredible how huge they are. It's like <laughs> they swell up a little. They bit. always they always were big, but now they're just fucking like grapefruits in between my legs. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm about to sidetrack it real quick. You said that, I swear, I just saw a video of a guy who had to wear an upside-down hoodie because he had some kind of growth on one of his testicles, and his testicle was, like, the size of, I don't know, a St. Bernard. Like, it was huge. It was, like, hanging to the floor. Jesus. And he would just waddle, and this thing would just shake back and forth, and the hoodie was filled with testicle. (laughs) In this growth, and that he, for whatever reason, that's the other thing I can't ever get. Like people that have growths, they're like, "Oh, that that's just a lump." How long has it been there? I don't know, eighty-seven. <laughs> You're yeah. like, you don't think you should pull that? Th- I mean, the things that's pretty damn big, man. Yeah. Like, well, I just it ain't hurting. I'm like, I mean, solid logic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broken, why fix it? Yeah. Right? I tried taking it off and. 88 with a pocket knife but it grew back it grew back what so i was you, like well we that hurt like hell don't want to do it again right yeah i did that with a skin tag i had in my armpit yeah <laughs> mandy my wife's like well, how are you going to how are you going to do this and i'm like basically i'm going to take a pair of scissors oh. i'm going to grab a hold of it and i'm just going to snip it off just cut it off She's like, okay. I mean, if that's what you think is going to be the best. Yeah. Well, sure you don't want to go to a doctor or something? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. It was like the size of like a marble. That's a pretty good size skin tag. Yeah. I was thinking, I had a small one, but I mean, it was, te- like I could grab it with tweezers. And if I yanked hard enough, I could rip it out. No, this was big and it was like round. It was like full of blood. You right. Know? So I, but like the part that was actually attached to me was just tiny and it would get all like twisted and stuff. And it would hurt when you get twisted, like from me working and stuff. Right. So I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to cut this motherfucker off. So I did. I grabbed a pair of scissors (laughs) and reached up under there and just click. And when I clipped it the first time, it didn't. I wasn't expecting it, like that tiny little piece of skin that's attached to my armpit to be as like like durable as it was. And as hard as I went to, because I was like, I only want to do this once. Right. As hard as I hit it, it, st- it only went halfway through. Mm. And I'm like, oh shit, because it's still there. Now I've got blood just pouring down the side of my body right and i'm like i gotta go back at it again <laughs> so i like go up and take it takes a second time to finally click it off and it just like goes falling into the sink and like right at that moment 
she comes walking past the bathroom and like looks over at me and it's just blood just pouring out of my armpit down the side of my body she's like oh my god <laughs> i'm like yeah you might want to get a bandage or some, or some kind of gauze or something to try and right stop this bleeding right god yeah uh dr pimple popper or this other dermatologist <laughs> would go don't do that shit yeah uh, <clears throat> i'm sitting i dude i watch those videos too i do i have i watch medical videos i don't know what to tell you um <laughs> but dude i took some gauze yeah and like medical tape that Got i had in a, in a uh like a first aid kit huh? and like taped it like the wrap wrap the tape all the way around my shoulder I had the gauze all up under my armpit yeah taped all around my shoulder for like three days i had that like that and after that it was done like i haven't had a skin tag there since what if what if you just took care of a cyst or something crazy or a swollen <laughs> lymph node or something uh, <laughs> oh well, yeah a, a cancerous tumor right uh <laughs> Yeah, I had one on my collarbone, and I still got a remnants of it. And I remember I asked the doctor about it, and they're like, this is just a skin tag. They're like, I could freeze it off for you. I'm like, freeze it off? They're like, yeah. It's I'm like, he's just a little spurt, spurt, and whatever. They freeze it off. I'm like, sure. They did that. It came off. If I, They definitely didn't go, but she even said, like, it might come back. It basically came back, but it's not as, like, sticking out. Like, it just kind of, like, smoothed it out. Right, but right. now there's like somebody. It just looks like a mole now. Yeah, yeah. But see, you should have just took a pair of scissors to it. Yeah, I should have pocket knife it. Yeah. So Fourth of July, well, what are we drinking? We're drinking Budweiser. Oh yeah, I you know I forgot to say it's five percent alcohol. Five percent. You never told us what the beer ad advocate says about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, the beer advocate. This ought to be good. Uh, cause I guarantee you it's going to get like the best and the worst reviews. I'm like this tastes like, this tastes like honey in a field of daisies. And someone else is like, this tastes like horse piss <laughs> after a long, like, um, so Anheuser-Busch, 5% alcohol. It's got a average of 2.38, um, Maybe that's the pH average across all ratings. Oh, it's the average of all across the ratings, whatever. It's got a 57 score underneath it. Underneath it, it says awful <laughs> 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 on beer advocate um, <laughs> rating 600, 6,857. Maybe that's how many people have rated it. Uh, so notes brewed using blend of imported and classical American Roba hops, blend of barley, malt, and rice. Budweiser brewed with time-honored methods, including crouching for natural carbonation and beechwood aging, which results in unparalleled balance and character. All right, let's go to the first one. Five out of five. <laughs> I drink this every day. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, so this is by Mac Biro, and he gave a five out of five of like five, look five, smell five, taste five, feel five, overall five. Okay, picked up a case of Bud cans today. Maybe it's 
the special summer freedom marketing that gets me. I don't I don't know. This beer pours perfectly golden with a glorious white head. Smell and taste is slightly crisp like a green apple cider. Not too heavy, not too sweet. Goes down smooth. I actively want to chug it. This is a beer I long ago dismissed, but now I think I might just be a bud man like my father was. <laughs> well, there you go, Mac. There you go. Yeah. Good for you. He killed what he ate and brewed what he drank. Listen to Cole, Jerry, Reed, and Hank. A bear of a man hardly left the woods. A six foot four solid rock when he stood. He'd hunt with a hatchet in his own bare hands. Refused welfare, only lived off the land. Drove an 87 Dodge, straight pipes out the back. Stocked his house with whitetail wraps. He's a rebel. A redneck. Grew up in the sticks. A standard American song beer. His shirt says Val, but his real name's Fred. Got grease on his hands and sweat on his head. Pants so black and arms all scarred. Knuckles more busted than his credit card. Spends weekdays working under the hood. He's got mouths to feed and he knows he should. Come Friday at five, he'll collect that pay. Pop a top on a cold one at the end of the day. He's blue collar. A sinner. He can't decide which. A standard American sound beer. You can call me a redneck, call me a hit. Say I'm a drunk, messed up, just a bit. But the flag I fly's got the stars and stripes. Test my freedom, I'll be down for a fight. We're the backbone, blue collar, working, trying to earn a dollar. Hurts, but it feeds our kids. Hot on his heels Running them roads since age 18 Ain't a city limit sign that he hasn't seen Grinding them gears heavy down the line He's enslaved to the law of the law and time Make it home for two days sleep Then it's back to his cockpit and air ride seat He's a driver A highwayman Loves his woman and two kids A standard American Song beer Too good since 67 Flew a chopper nicknamed the stairway to heaven Got an M16, hacks up black tar Vietnam plates on the back of his car He don't talk too much and he don't waste words When he does, you damn sure better know he's heard A ponytail, little thin up top Rolls his own for ten cents a pop He's a soldier A veteran Beat up a bit Standard American song beer. You can call me redneck, call me a hit. Say I'm a drunk, messed up, just a bit. But the flag I fly's got the stars and stripes. Tis 
We used to call these full throttle buds back in the day. Uh, or full flavored buds. But, but uh, so we called them diesel. Bud diesel. Bud diesels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diesel fuel. Um, or uh, bud heavies. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we used to always just call them full flavored. Full, full flavored. flavored. Give me one of those buds. Make sure it's full flavored. Yeah. <laughs> See, it, it was always easier just go deep. Like, give me a diesel. Yeah. Uh, butt heavy. Or give me a butt heavy. I like doing that. I like doing that at the bar. Yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, can you give me one of those full flavored buds? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Have you ever hit someone with your own like lingo or your own slang that maybe only you and your friends use like that, like Bud Diesel or something like that? Yeah. I remember I was hung over at McDonald's one time, and uh, so the McGriddle come out, but I didn't. I never called it a McGriddle. Yeah. Uh, I think I called it a. Oh, what did? Oh, I just thought of it. Like a Mc. Uh. Mick a Mick Grill Mick Greasy? No, no, it wasn't a Mick Greasy. Maybe it was a Mick Greasy. And I said that to the lady. I was like, let me get a Mick Greasy. She was like, What? I was like, a Mick Greasy a McGriddle. Because <laughs> like whenever like, you know, I'm like getting everybody food at the house. Like, Who wants a Mick Greasy? Oh, I want one. Give me two. Not right. And everybody knew what we were talking about. They just they just came out too. I remember that. McGrizzle? Oh, I think I also called them McGrizzles. Maybe that's what I said. Give me a McGrizzle. Nah, I'm pretty sure I said a McGreasy. I know we used to always call things. I used to, when I was in high school, I worked at Wendy's. And we had, like, everything was abbreviated. So, like, a junior bacon cheeseburger would be a JBC. Right. Right? Yeah. So, shit like that. Well, anyways, I went into Wendy's one time, not even thinking about it. And I was like, hey, can we <laughs> give me two JBCs and a Frosty and this and that? And she's like, and <laughs> it was this young girl. And she just kind of looked at the register and looked at me, looked at the register again. And was like, I'm sorry, sir, a JBC? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm not exactly sure what that is. Like, it's a junior bacon cheeseburger. Come on. You don't say that here? Yeah. She's like, we do actually say JBC. And I was like, yeah, see? Yeah. Come on. Right. I worked here 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> but, hey, best cheeseburgers in the fast food game right now is Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> they have the meats. Arby's. All right, what are we doing? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Let's go over some weird, interesting facts about America. 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 Fuck yeah. So, I've got a couple lists here. I'm just going to go down one, and we'll just see how far we get. Uh, I'm really excited about the second one on this list. So, this is from Weird Facts Web. And the first one says... Uh, 
first president to live in the White House wasn't George Washington. Well, no, of course not. Yeah. President George Washington wasn't the first to reside in the White House. The building was initially occupied by John Adams and his wife, Abigail. Washington oversaw the house's construction, but never resided in it. It was erected in 1792, but did not become occupied until 1800. Uh, the first president to dwell in the White House was John Adams, uh, John Adams, Monroe, Jackson, Van Buren, Jefferson, Madison, Harrison. They just Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buck, Buchanan. <laughs> Almost said Buckman. 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 Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Garfield, McKinley, and Taft. All at the same time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They all lived there. They all had bunk beds. Yeah. They told scary stories. They were like, you know, if you say (laughs) George Washington in the mirror three times, his teeth come to get you. Oh, no. Did you know that his teeth weren't really made out of wood? No. No. They were made of like elephant ivory. Was that what it was? Yeah. Damn, I, th- I thought it was like animal teeth or something crazy. Mm-mm. That's wild, though. Yeah. But I mean, that's like the original grill, right? Ivory, because yeah. that was expensive shit back in the day. Yeah. Mm. It's probably wider than most other people's gr- teeth. Too. No kidding. You had that cool little etching of like the whale and the fisherman yeah. on them one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. George Washington, first grill master. Yeah. He was badass, man. Yeah. He just got his hair permed. That's right. He don't fuck around. Uh, All right. (laughs) This is the one I started reading. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. I don't even know if this is true, but it sounds funny. Uh, Lincoln is a member of the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Which wrestling? Like amateur wrestling? We're about to find out. Okay. You probably know that President Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States of America, but did you know he was also a wrestler? The The Wrestling Hall of Fame is named after him, and he is the only person to have his name on the building. He was a top wrestler, and he is the only wrestler to have more than one match named after him. Before Lincoln became president, he was the top rush wrestler globally, and he had won 299 out of his 300 fought matches. The Wrestling Hall of Fame could only account for one loss out of all the matches he fought. Wow. That's insane, dude. I didn't know that at dude, all. He's freaking Jesse Ventura. <laughs> dude, it makes me think of oh, like, Hulk Hogan or something. Remember that movie... Abraham Lincoln, the vampire hunter. Right. Like, how real was that? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the man was tall, lanky, so he's got he's got length. Yeah. So I bet you he was like a, uh, what's that dude from UFC? Spider Silva? Like, oh, yeah, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, thank yeah. you. Because um, that dude's kind of tall and lanky, and he is a master of jujitsu where he like... And I swear, it's his length and his ability to move his longer limbs around people that just yeah. kind of swallows them up. Hence John the, Jones is like that, too. Yeah. Hence the name The Spider. Um, right. Before he broke his foot on somebody, or his ankle, or his... No. His shin. Shin. That's yeah. what it was. Um, yep. But, yeah. So, 
Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Fucking Hulk Hogan shit up. Yeah, right. Okay, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell all you jabronis down south about the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> That's how, dude. The Civil War could have been over so quickly if he would have just like challenged, you know, General Lee to yeah. a wrestling match. Yeah, just go out on the battlefield. With the, yeah, start taking his clothes <laughs> off. Just come on, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a. <laughs> I think we should have we should make T-shirts with Abraham Lincoln's likeness, with like a WWF belt, WWE, or WWF whatever, or WWS for World Wrestling Sober Soberless Federation, so we don't get sued by anybody. And then he's just like sitting there, like flexing, like bring it on. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I've had too much fun with that. I'm going to think about that way too much. Dude, undisputed. Yeah. Undisputed. Of the world. All right. The average American eats about 100 acres of pizza. The average American eats about 100 acres of pizza every day. Maybe as an average, like all Americans, Americans consume over a hundred acres of pizza every day. To put that in perspective, that equates to almost three hundred billion pizzas every year. With all of that pizza consumption, it's difficult to believe that Americans know little about pizza. They, however, do not. The number one thing that Americans do not know about pizza is that. There's much more to the tale. There's also the American consume Americans consume about a hundred acres of pizza per day. Uh, nonetheless, if you look closely at the history of pizza, you'll see that all the other beautiful aspects of pizza are right there in front of you. For example, did you know that the United States sells three hundred billion pizzas each year, or that ninety-three percent of Americans ate a pizza? In the previous month, this figures are only the tip of the iceberg regarding America's ob- obsession with pizza. I mean, I believe it. Well, yeah. Dude, pizza is like one of the most delicious things in the world. Right. And not just that, like, think about the, like, all right, I get it. Italians in Italy, or even like, you know, I'm sure other parts of Europe do too, but like, you know, they have their own solid pizza like and i know i've always heard if you go to like italy and you get a pizza it's going to change your life they just it's different you know it's fresher you know they might have like a spicy sauce and they do marinara like you know margarita pizzas and all this crazy stuff like that but then you got like if you come to america you got like new york style chicago style uh california kitchen <laughs> like um there's all these different renditions of all these different styles on top of all the pizzas that are like in air, like they're, it's everywhere. Like little podunk towns have a Papa John's or a pizza hut. Dude. And like, not only that, but like all these other cities have their own local pizza places. Right. That are like, like here in Cincinnati, we have La Rosa's. 
yes. which is different than all of those. Yeah. And it's and each town has its own little mom and pop pizza place that does theirs just a little bit different than everybody else's. Right. That's like uh oh what's his nuts that does barstool sports that literally made his millions going to pizza places and taking one bite out of a pizza because there's so many pizza places. Dave Pointnor. Point Portnoy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I have so much trouble saying that name. Dave Pointnoy. Pointnor. Pointnoy. Davy P. Davy P. <laughs> um, P Daddy. Um, he, yeah. Like, you know, like, there's a reason everyone tunes into that because there's so many to go from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it. We are a pizza eating society. Yeah. Why don't we have a why don't we have a holiday where we eat pizza? Cuz we already do it all the time. All right, touche. Yeah. That actually has a lot of like that makes sense. But like I, we need one that like elevates the pizza. The pizza. Yeah, like we don't we've gotten we've got a holiday where we drink green beer. Right. Because we don't always drink green beer. I mean, that's true. Well, you know, we don't always have turkey and a big giant turkey out of the oven. I mean, that's true. I mean, other than Thanksgiving, how often do you eat turkey? Hardly ever. Right. Unless maybe I have like a sandwich with like thin, like, you know, sandwich sized slices of turkey on it. Right. I don't even like like I like turkey. I do not like lunch meat turkey. I don't know what it is about it. Never have, never will. I'll eat bologna and spam over fucking turkey, man. <laughs> Sandwich size slices was what I said because I couldn't for the life of me think of lunch meat. <laughs> I knew what you meant. I just thought you were being articulate like you're like Sandwich size slices of turkey uh, that have been aged. <laughs> yeah, lunch meat turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I've, I'll eat ground turkey, like actual turkey meat, but or like pulled turkey. Have you ever had that? No, I don't like think I have. pulled pork, but it's like pulled turkey. I mean, I'm down. Like it's I'm good. down for that more than yeah, it's a pretty sandwich good with of, like barbecue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally. I, I would get down on that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. All right, so pizza needs to elevate. All right, while we're on pizza, real quick, uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Uh, my wife would say yes for sure. Yeah, I say absolutely not. You think it's an atrocity towards I, God? I think I gotcha. it's it's, um, <laughs> it's really stupid. Yeah, yeah, thing to do. Right. I I gotta say I like it. I there I've eaten some weird shit on pizza. Um, it's like putting your sausage patty inside of your donut. Go on. What? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I almost talked myself into it. I know. I was like, "Where's it going?" Because uh, <laughs> you're you're trying to talk people out of it, but man, you're talking a minute. Uh, <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. Um, now I I like pineapple, and it's just with the right pizza. Let me put it that way too. I am a big fan, even like Asian food. I do this too, but. If you give me something spicy, like if I put jalapenos on a pizza, I would love to get pineapple because it's just a sweet, like it's fiery and then it has this sweet fruit juice burst. 
where it's just that kind of like bats down the heat and gives me a little sweetness with the heat i don't know i like i like stuff like that see i can't do that man i got like if i get pineapple or if i get like jalapenos on something yeah if i got jalapenos on my burger i need pepper jack cheese on there as well and hot sauce and like everything else like it needs to be a scorcher right like i don't want anything (laughs) like i just want it to be that right okay yeah i get what you're saying i i totally get that i just like the the like all right you know this is like some chef shit that i've uh there's like a complimentary and a contrast element to people cooking for a living and i think it's the pineapple against spicy that i like the contrast because believe you it doesn't cut the heat ever but it's just for some reason certain stuff um i like it i don't know why too like if i get a burger with jalapenos i automatically want to put bacon on it and i don't normally put bacon on my burgers even though i think it's good i just like if i want a burger i want a burger but if i put jalapenos on it i'm like throw some bacon on that shit like yeah. i want salty spicy like yeah. i want spicy and something else I'm, I'm just figuring this out about myself on this podcast and i need a pitcher of beer <laughs> uh, duh <laughs> because <laughs> i need a lot to wash this down which fun fact i went to the aquarium the other day went to five guys and there was a big difference between pickled jalapenos and fresh jalapenos and we were sitting there and i was looking i was like oh they got jalapenos i was like I should put jalapenos on this burger because that would set this thing off. And I didn't do it because, like, all right, I got to go walk through an aquarium for the next, like, couple hours, right? And I didn't do it, but I'm looking at them making other people's burgers. I got them on it, and they looked delicious, but I also noticed they were bright green, fresh jalapenos with all the seeds in it. I'm like, that would have been, like, hot as hell. And I would have been, like, maybe made it two-thirds through that aquarium before i was like uh is there a bathroom around here (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah dude yeah that's the other thing about that kind of stuff is it goes right through you right and you got well me anyway so like i can't even it won't be 20 minutes and i'm like yeah okay all right let's find that desk in there and sit down (laughs) for a while uh uh, hey i ain't gonna lie um (laughs) For old times' sake, um, I so it actually doesn't go through me like that, and I'm fine. But there is a like I've eaten shit that's so hot. Like I think I went to, I think it was Smash Burger when I was around. I got like the hottest buffalo chicken sandwich, added jalapenos to it, with like spicy ass cheese. Like one day I was just like, I'm a glutton for punishment, whatever. I felt it go through my digestion for like 12 hours straight where it was in part of my lower intestines and I could feel it because it was kind of achy. But I like didn't have to go to the bathroom. Now, I felt it 12 hours later after I digested it. And I was like, what is this molten lava coming out of me? But my wife thinks I'm sick in the brain because... I will eat the spiciest shit, and there's a there's a part of my digestion, and I know when it's there, and I think it's when it hits the large intestine, and it's coming around the top of your stomach, and I feel it the whole way, and it's like bubble guts and like gas feeling, like real bloated, where you, it almost kind of like makes you want to like, oh, like it hurts, and then as soon as I crap it out, I'm fine. So does your asshole bleed? Like uh, not bleed, but does it? <laughs> Does it like burn when you 
eat a bunch of super spicy shit like that and then shit it out. Yeah. See, I've never had that sin like a burning sensation before. It's like a, it's hot. It's like a hot, hot, where it's just like it's there and it goes like you know crap it out like not that it's like liquid or anything. It's just like it just goes through and the remnants, the oils. The capsaicin. See, because like people have said that to me, like, "Oh, you're gonna feel that later." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll probably have to take a shit later." But like, I've, I've never had like a sensation, like a heat sensation, while shitting after. Yeah. Uh, after uh, eating something spicy. Right. I've ghost poops. I've never had a dragon poop. Never. <laughs> it's never happened. Dragon poop. <laughs> uh, I. I mean, I've so here. All right, I'm a. <laughs> I know we're getting off on subject here. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Alex Gorley's uh, words of wisdom while eating spicy food, to, so you don't have Bernie butthole the next day. <laughs> okay. So, one of the key elements is what I like to do is I like to eat yogurt either before or after because it helps to coat everything in my stomach. One, do not give me heartburn, but two, it also kind of like com- like packs it all in. And it also like tones down the capsaicin because that base of the cream and then whatever hot I ate kind of like makes it into one solid turd and it's not like liquid lava. Also, if you eat a bunch of stuff with it, so like if I eat, you know, a spicy buffalo chicken sandwich with extra habanero sauce and yada yada and it's hot, like it lit me the F up. If I eat a lot of like starchy shit with it, with maybe like milk or like if I eat some yogurt or something like that. Um, not so much for the heat of my mouth. I eat it just for my digestion. <laughs> so, like, if you eat a bunch of stuff with it, it'll compact it into more of a log. But if you leave it, because I, dude, I go through ways, right? I, my wife can vouch for this. I'll eat nothing but spicy food for, like, weeks on end. Where, like, every meal is hot as hell. Where I'll eat, like, eggs, hot sauce, boom, lunch, buffalo chicken sandwich, dinner, eating something it needs jalapenos like i just i go through waves and literally i keep pushing myself and get hotter and hotter and hotter until i hit my ceiling where i eat something that's so fucking hot that i can't handle it and like i've broke you know i've got like a ring of sweat i've got like broken out on my face and then when that goes through my body yeah that's fucking hot and then I go, I should not eat spicy food for a while. And then right. I eat the blandest shit you ever right. known a man. Right. And then I slowly, like a couple weeks go by, I'm like, you know what sounds good? It's fucking chicken wings. Uh, <laughs> like I have a weird addiction to spicy food. Does it, it makes your skin break out? Not break out, but like I've eaten shit so hot where I've got like... I've only been able to eat half of it, and my shirt, like, I'm red in the face, my shirt is covered in sweat, and I'm just sitting in an air-conditioned room eating something. Where, and uh, the the worst time I've ever had was I went to this Thai restaurant in uh, Lexington, and I walk in there, like, fucking big nuts swinging, and I'm like, hey... Let me uh let me get the pad thai because I'd heard about this place and my brother used to go there. He goes, oh you got to get the pad thai there. It's amazing. Like you'll never go back. And he goes, get the hot because he likes spicy. Like me, my mom, actually, funny enough, our grandmother, our great grandmother, eats spicy food. We eat the shit out of it, right? Um, 
So uh, my brother's like, oh, you'll love it. Get the hot. It's awesome. I go in there like, hey, I'm like, hey, give me the hot pad thai. And this lady looked at me and was like, do you want hot or do you want thai hot? And she was probably like a 70-year-old woman. And she had this shit-eating grin on her face. Yeah. Like, you want die hot, big boy? You right. want to you wanna ride the wild horse? I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm here. It's Thai, right? Let's get die hot. <laughs> 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 I fucking took that shit home. I got about halfway through it. I'm soaked. <laughs> hot as fuck. I mean, Serrano peppers, just raw in that bitch. Like, it was hot. Uh and I've definitely felt that the next day where I was just like, like the, I was dating a girl at the time. She walked in and was like, are you okay? <laughs> like she thought I was sick, like in a flop sweat on my forehead. She's like, yeah. it is not that hot in here. I'm like, do you want to try this food? She's like, fuck no, I don't want to try it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Dude, one of our first dates I took my wife to this place called Mr. Jeans. And it's like this little corner corner lot tiny little walk up restaurant type place right right like the size of a food truck basically nice and they have conies okay <laughs> but you go up and you're like yeah I want I want three conies I want them hot all the way and they have like it's like spicy hot chili with like hot cheese on top of it like and it's so fucking, it's spicy, but it is delicious. It's right. amazing. She wouldn't touch anything there. She made me eat by myself. <laughs> <laughs> she just sat there like, okay, are you done yet? Yeah. But yeah, dude, I need to take you to Mr. Jeans. It sounds awesome. It's amazing, dude. Yeah. It's an, and they have milkshakes to wash it down with. Oh, well, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could take you to that Pad place, but they closed down. God, that was so good. Love that place. <laughs> All right, what's next on the list? Yeah, right. All right, <clears throat> number four. Independence Day didn't take place on July 4th. When the day came, July 4th, the Congress officially voted to make the United States of America independence from the British. It was a good day for the new nation. However, July 2nd was when the Declaration of Independence was signed. The signing of this document was necessary. Oh, my God. Necessity. The signing of this document was a necessary. Oh, my God. I can't even pronounce it. Uh, like, what is it? What is it? Hold on. I can do it. I promise. I know the word. I'm just, for some reason, I can't say it out of my mouth. And it's be, uh, necessary. Necessary. Was a necessary. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't say that. It's like every time I read it, I was like, necessary. Necessary? God. Or necessity. No, it was necessary. The signing of the document was a necessary for spreading the news of independence. To the rest of the world, John Hancock was the first to sign the document, and the other members of the Congress signed the official Declaration of Independence on July 4th. Necessary. I think like, it's necessity. Well, this is necessary. Like N-E-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y. They misspelled it. Maybe that's why it was throwing me off. I could be wrong. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mandy. All right, <laughs> as I get for another beer, I'm like, oh, these Budweisers. Um, the longest boardwalk in the world is in Atlantic City. 
I feel like that's something on their... Isn't it called the boardwalk? Casinos and hotels and... Yeah. With help of its world-famous boardwalk, Atlantic City has become one of the most popular tourist destinations in the country. They got a big Trump Tower there. It's 4.5 miles long. Mm, yeah. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Atlantic City where uh, Steve Buscemi runs it, right? That's right. Right. It's like Little Vegas. The original Declaration of Independence has more than one copy. Which, before I get into that, it would make sense because back then they would make more than one copy by hand. Because also, if you send it to England, the one contract to yeah. go, we're declaring this, We like you want a copy of it. Well, yeah. So, you would think they would sign like two or three of them. Uh, so, let's see what it actually has to say. The Declaration of Independence is the original United States of America's founding document. However, there is more than one copy of the document in existence. The document was initially written on parchment and then transcribed by the Secretary of the Continental Congress, Charles Thomas. Thompson. (laughs) Charles Thompson. Sorry. The original text was on long sheets of paper, so it was trimmed down to a single sheet by Congress. A good read of the Declaration of Independence is the original text. It's full of typos and other errors, which provide a unique window into the process of writing it. The Declaration was printed and distributed into the Republic in Philadelphia in 1776. So the one Nicholas Cage wasn't really the real Declaration of Independence. That's right. We have to go further. <laughs> the map is on that one. We need to find the typos. Yeah. That's the one the Freemasons actually put the we map need, on. We need to find the one with all the white out on it. No, the typos are meant to be there because that's yeah, like you go there and you find it, and then it says like exactly. a message, right. like something, sip, sip, something in Latin, probably something, 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 and then you translate that. You pull out all the letters, the the incorrect letters and the misspelled words, right? Yes. And then that makes. A that word or an something. anagram, and then you yeah. got to figure that out. Oh, yeah, and then definitely got, an anagram. Yeah. yeah, and then you go from there. And oh, then yeah. you go to uh, the presidential library, and you find that book. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was like some kind of weird, like government, like thing, like going off, like oh, they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. They're like, wait, what's the podcast? So, no, it's too drunk ass. They don't know what they're talking about. No, right? no, of course not. Yeah. Well, that's why all of our listeners pretty much are in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> they know that eventually we're going to figure it yeah. out. One of these conspiracies is right. Now, we don't know which one it is, but if you come banging on our door, we know it's one of the few we've been talking about. Oh, I know which one's right. Bigfoot. Um <laughs>
Seven, state animal of California isn't found in California. What? Okay. The grizzly bear, ugh, the grizzly bear is California's official recognized animal, yet it does not exist. The California condor is an animal that exists in California. Thousands of grizzly bears could be found across California before the mid-1800s, so much so that the species became the state's official animal. All of the grizzlies are now extinct. Fucking people, man. Uh, Was it because of people? So there's no... So no grizzly bear exists? Not in Cali. Not apparently. Anymore. I mean, uh, there might be some in some zoos or, uh, you know, like... um, So then when I went to 
the Redwood National Forest. And they have giant signs that say, watch out for the bears. Is a lie. There's no bears. There's no grizzly bears. So what kind of bears are there? Black bears. Well, we have black bears here. Right. Black bears, I feel like, are further south, and grizzly bears are further north anyway. Because you ever notice, people, the places that have grizzly bears are like Alaska, Canada, Washington, Ohio, or Ohio, fuck, <laughs> Oregon. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the further north you get polar bear, they just get larger and meaner and... Okay, I guess. But I I would say that is probably not 100%, because I guarantee you there is some around there. There's got to be. this. So what this is saying, the other half of this is like, what changed in the mid-19th century? Uh, you guessed correct. The state was swept away with a gold rush. California has seen several natural castra- ca- <clears throat> catastrophes between now and then including earthquakes that decimated the state's central valley and and terminal fires of 1916. So between people and just terrible shit happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how true that one is. I'm on. I'm weary about that one. Number eight is eight of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were British. British. Really? So the story of the Declaration of Independence is one of the great stories of American history. The average American knows this without a doubt, but there are still many things that the average American does not know. One of the things that they do not know is that the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence were a very diverse group of people. At least eight of the 56 were British. Some were Native Americans and some were African Americans. Touche. I did not know that. There you go. I assumed it was a bunch of old white dudes up in Philly. Apparently not. Yeah. Well, so much for systemic racism. (laughs) The Declaration (laughs) of Independence came out of nowhere. It was not just a random group of people who decided to rebel and break away from England. It was a result of a long, complicated process. (laughs) (laughs) That was well placed. Okay, I got to give you that. (laughs) (laughs) So Philadelphia was the original capital of the United States. Makes sense. Even though Washington, D.C. is the... Until they burnt that bitch to the ground. Yeah, pretty much. Um, See, even though Washington, D.C. is the country's capital today, the U.S. was founded in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, until the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. was built. Philadelphia was designed as the intermarium capital of the newly formed United States under the Resistant Act signed on June 8th, 1790. Washington, D.C. was specifically designed. You caught that, huh? By the Freemasons. Right. They They needed something to funnel the... Freemason power. That's right. A typical American throws away 4.4 pounds of trash per day. Well, it depends on if he's sick or not. Yeah. Uh, this means there's around 100 or 1.4 billion pounds of trash are created every day. It's a lot. It's a lot of trash. Yeah. How do you think we should get rid of this trash? Shoot it into space or shoot it into a, the center of a volcano? throw it in the ocean volcano's interesting yeah 
It'll just burn. Right. And I'm like, mm, at least it'll go back into the earth and turn into whatever. Um, recycle, reduce, reuse. Do you remember that? Yeah. Or maybe we shouldn't be so materialistic about stuff, right? Right. I feel like our like people in the 20s, they didn't throw shit away. Well, also they made stuff to last then. That is true. Like we not not me and you, but like companies in general have figured out if you make things that break, then we can also own the people that fix them. And it's a constant you know, a constant like it breaks down, then then we fix it, and you got to go to our dealerships to fix them, and da 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 da, and we're making more residual money, and you're basically like, if we keep those things breaking, they keep paying us money to fix them. Right, you're exactly right. That's exactly what the that's exactly what the uh, healthcare industry does as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta keep people sick to make money yeah or at least tell them they need they're like you cranky here's a pill you sleepy here's a pill it's the pill that makes you sick right <laughs> it's it's the uh pharmaceutical drugs are nothing but uh what, it, what was it pharmaceutical drugs are nothing but uh anti-enzymes mm. like like poison for your for your enzymes for your body yeah and the and all they do is cause side effects right and what you do is as this is like one of the first things they teach you in medical school is you prescribe a drug or you create a drug and you look at all the side effects of that drug whatever that drug causes the human body to do and then you pick one of those side effects and you say, this is what this drug is here to help you with. And then everything else, you just list the side effects. Right. I mean, everything, like every pill has a side effect. That's why it's always like bugged me. I'm very, like, it's weird. I, <clears throat> I come from a family that has a giant medical background. I've learned so much over the years through it. Not that I have a medical background, but the gist of talking to all these people with all these medical backgrounds is every pill has a side effect. Yeah. There, nothing is like, oh, I'm just going to take it and everything's fine. No, something else is happening. Right. And it's never good. Like, so if like, if you like, I take this every day and it's fine. Eh, it's not. But if it's like, it's a way like I take this and it keeps like, I don't know, cheap like I have chills every day like this keeps the chills away but that means I also am gonna have diarrhea once a day and they're like well I don't mind diarrhea I don't like the chills let's deal with that right. quality of life exactly and it's all about percentages that's exa that's how when Guinness first came on the market mm. <laughs> they used to advertise it as like medicine really like it was good for you like it, like this is medicine this will has all these great uh, things that it does for your body. Right. It also has a side effect of making you drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all great medicines do. Dude, you can find all kinds of old advertising posters and stuff for Guinness where it's like the health beer and like all this other shit. 
I need a poster of that for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's out there. Like, it's out there. I post some of it on okay. the Instagram page. Um, I don't know how deep I'm going to go in this one, but number, number 11 is cows outnumber people in some states. Well, not Kansas anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. If you don't know, Kansas had hundreds of maybe even thousands of cattle die at this massive ranch. Was that where it was? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they don't know why. Well, they claim it was maybe a heat wave is what like the they, like all of them got dehydrated like, so <laughs> people who know anything about anything about cattle right know that that's bullshit <laughs> but that's the official from the government that's the official right. word is that there was a heat wave came through and they couldn't handle it and they all died somebody was mining something somebody was testing something nearby Radiation got to them. Something, something hit them. Yeah, Which, or one of those fancy new uh, <laughs> space force weapons. <laughs> I think it's something in the water. It could be. I mean, who knows, dude? Right. With that kind of shit, like you don't, you will, you don't, and will never fucking find out. No, of course not. It's like when all the birds fl- fall out of the sky, and I don't know some podunk town in the middle of nowhere and they're like over 500 birds fell to the ground in this one two mile radius and you're like what the hell happened in the two mile radius like we we just think it's not like gas that went i'm like oh okay right no one else all right well let's just leave it at that that's what they say is happening in the bermuda triangle oh the gas rising from the ocean floor yeah did we talk about that on here we did Okay. It's earth it's earth farts. Earth farts. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's why I brought it up cuz yeah. we talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah, I I do remember that. I I like that topic. <laughs> Bermuda Triangle. Um let's see. The first American university was Harvard. Of course. Harvard. Harvard. My daddy went to Harvard. Harvard. Uh, Harvard University began operating in 1636 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cambridge. Right across from the Charles River from Boston. Boston. Let's go down there and fuck with the smart kids. I had a t-shirt that I made that said Harvard and right below it in small font it said dropout. (laughs) (laughs) I used to wear it all the time. That's awesome. Um, Tallest president in history. Who do you think? Lincoln. Yep. yep. Um, ooh, here's a good one. Who was the oldest president to have served? Joe Biden. All right. Actually, hold on. Because <laughs> <laughs> this might not be updated. So Ronald Reagan was the oldest president to have served, according to this. I don't see him. When did this thing come out? Usually they give a date. 2022. So maybe he just beat him by a couple months or something. Um where was that again? So Ronald Reagan was the oldest president to have served on the 40th, our 40th president, a former Hollywood star and governor of California. Ronald Reagan assumed the office in 18 or shit, 1981 and served two consecutive terms, 1981, 1989, leaving shortly before he turned 78 years old. Even though our president 
is 70 years old and may conceivably defeat the conceivably defeat the cream calm he will never be able to do it Ronald Reagan was the oldest president to have served what the fuck did you just read <laughs> I don't know what I just read either hold on let me try that again even though our president is even though our president is 70 years old and may conceivably defeat the great calm he will never be able to do it Ronald Reagan was the oldest president to serve what but I just looked up Joe Biden is currently 79 I don't know pretty sure Biden just took that oh yeah dude so this might be a little yeah yeah dude he's he is the oldest president right that's so that's up for debate um let's see maybe they just say that because he's not a legit president <laughs> maybe that's a big oh, trump Lord. supporter who thinks that trump <laughs> well you know what's funny lost. right yeah i actually secretly thought them like ah here, here we go <laughs> one of these guys fucking got himself a web page <laughs> um, when he said our president he was talking about donald trump <laughs> yeah i'm surprised he yeah uh, um all right debt per person in the united states all right (laughs) it's no secret that america has a lot of debt the average american owes what do you think less than what the government owes (laughs) you damn right on that one what all right price of right style without going over the average the average average american owes 30 grand. You are low. Okay. We'll give you another shot. Go ahead. Bump it up a little. 30 grand and one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Uh, $54,000. Okay. Uh,. Which is insane to think about. Yeah, thank God I don't know that much. Right. Uh, now that that's also an average, so it's not everybody. But you know, people have small businesses, people own houses. Like that's oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing. I'm like, that's why. Because yeah. who the Because like, I don't, I don't have fifty four grand in debt. I don't even we're close to that right now. But yeah. I don't own shit. Right. But the minute so I don't, but my wife does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, on average, between the two of you, I guess if you averaged it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Then. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wild. Oh, so number sixteen. This last one on this list. New York isn't home to the Statue of Liberty. It never existed. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Did you know that the Statue of Liberty in New York is not the actual Statue of Liberty? I did not. It's not the... Well, it's not the original Statue of Liberty, I should say. Yeah. The original Statue of Liberty was... uh, was a statue given to us by France, right? Yep. Which was 
an African slave basically holding a lamp, not a torch, but holding a lamp. Oh yeah. And that was like the original statue. And actually, you know, what's funny, uh, that I swear I just heard this the other day, but there are, if you look, because the guy that did this Statue of Liberty wanted to still commemorate that one, uh, there are chains around the bottom of the feet of the Statue of Liberty. And it was to commemorate that one. Yeah. Because of what it was supposed to be. But they didn't want that to be the first thing you see when you, I guess, go into the harbor. Uh, so this is what this is. As a copper sculpture, the Statue of Liberty adorns Liberty Island in New York Harbor. It is repre- the representation of France's and the United States' friendship. Statue of Liberty is one known icon in the United States and a popular tourist destination. Nevertheless, most people are unaware that the Statue of Liberty is in New Jersey, not New York. That's right. This is because the monument is in the New York Harbor but not physically on the island of New York. The Statue of Liberty is positioned in the central of the New York Harbor on Liberty Island. And Liberty Island is technically in New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. She's a Jersey girl. <laughs> um, Her and J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? The capital was originally New York. Like, that's another one. I, was like, I thought it was Philadelphia. So this website's saying something different. Ooh, this is an interesting one. The U.S. uses about 17% of the Earth's energy. Which is not as big as you think about it. 17%, there's still, what, 83% left? And think about how massive the United States is. Right. Like, other, a lot of, most other countries, with the exception of, like, you know, China, Russia, India. Brazil. Like, are like the size of our states. Right. Like all the European countries are like basically states. Yeah. Size wise. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's completely. Now, the one that'd be interesting would be Japan because they have so many people, or India actually too, they have so many people living in a smaller area. Right. That would be the one I'd be curious. More than 10% of Americans have worked or will work at McDonald's. 10% of our... I didn't. Yeah. Did you? Did you ever work at McDonald's? I did not, but like my... Like one of my best friends growing up did. Like he... I remember him working... I think a couple of them did. Like worked at McDonald's down the street. I was just telling my wife about this. And he bought a $40 car when he was working there. It was that guy. Um, and he... Uh, he... Uh, I just remember going through the drive-thru. Like, my dad was just like, hey, you got a license? Go down to McDonald's. Like, my dad sent me on runs as soon as I had a license. <laughs> yeah. He goes, go down to McDonald's. Give me a cheeseburger. I'm like, all right. He goes, give me two double cheeseburgers. I'm like, all right. So I, like, texted my buddy. He was like, hey, man, you working? He goes, yeah, yeah, come through, man. Yeah, yeah, I got you. He hands me a fucking bag overflowing with shit. And I'm like, at those, like, hey, man, I just want two double cheeseburgers. I'm like, okay, cool. And I drive up. He just hands me a big ass bag and he hands me another smaller one and he hands me the drink I ordered and I'm like, how much? He goes, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. I just drive away and I come home and I like lay out this spread on the (laughs) kitchen table and my dad's like, I told you to get two cheeseburgers. (laughs) 
what the hell is all this? He goes, how much did this cost? I was like, nothing. Yeah. And he got mad. He goes, what do you mean nothing? Nothing costs nothing. Right. I was like, well, he said it's free. He works there. He's like, well, I don't like it <laughs> as he's reaching for the cheeseburger. <laughs> he's like, I don't like it, but <laughs> that's your ass, not mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, dude, there was like fries and McChickens and McDoubles and quarter pounders and fucking like three apple pies just he was just walking through grabbing shit throwing it in there and later on he tells me he goes oh dude they tell us we can eat as much as we want like whatever you want you can have it he was like so i just filled you up like i was eating it all yeah i was like that's insane damn yeah. i don't even know anybody like friends wise family wise anybody yeah. that has ever worked at mcdonald's <laughs> I gotta tell you a story in my head about McDonald's. All right, uh, I've known a couple of people. So this same guy, I remember one time, like you know we're young, uh, you know he I think he worked there for like a year or so, and like he's working there through high school, and one day he's like, he goes, "Hey man, I've been talking to this guy who works there. He's an older guy. This guy's like, you know, in his twenties, and like to us that was old." Yeah. And he's like, man, this guy's done a lot of drugs and all of this, man. He's like talking about all this stuff. He goes, man, but he really talks about crack a lot. <laughs> and he talks about how much he loves it. He's like, man, he really, like, he really he makes it sound appealing. And he goes, man, I gotta be honest, man. I'm thinking about, should I try crack? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking asked me that. I looked him dead in the face. I'm like, do you hear what the fuck you just said? You're asking me if I think you should try crack. Crack. Like how many how many fucking commercials on the TV go say say no to crack right and you're the fucking asking me like hey man he's making it sound pretty good over here <laughs> like he's a fucking like third year old man working at McDonald's right that's where crack gets you right buddy and uh which hey if you get off the sauce whatever do your job ain't nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. But as long as you're not still on the crack, right? Uh, I just I'll never forget that conversation Mm. of him looking me in the face and sincerely going, He kind of makes me want to try crack. I'm like, (laughs) I bet he does. Yeah, he's like, He's like, Yeah, man, he's like, Yeah, you'll be up. I mean, you might be up for like, you know, like 48 hours. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he was telling me, He was like, Yeah, I I just don't know what I'm gonna do for 40. I'm like, You're not gonna do anything, don't fucking do crack. You know what's a really bad movie for that? What? Is uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Holy shit. It makes doing drugs look like so much fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing like that. <laughs> I know. You just think it's like drugs and money and hookers and just like, I can do whatever I want. And then it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god! You know what? You know what makes you not want to do drugs? Requiem for a dream. Oh yeah, dude. I, I know. I've talked to that movie haunts me to this day. I watch it and I go, ugh. Like I just, if you've if you've ever, I say this every time. If you've ever done anything in your life extracurricularly like that, and you watch Requiem for a Dream, you will go, I'm never doing anything ever again. Yeah. Uh, but I am now sober.
That is crazy to think about. 10%. You know, we complain about the 1%, but the 10% are the ones fucking up our food at McDonald's. Uh, right. <laughs> damn right. Um, so 1% on oh no. Did you know that they fixed, they finally fixed the ice cream machines? Yeah. Did you know they had an FBI investigation about it? Yeah, dude. <laughs> because. It was intense. Because, well. Well, if you think about it on a legal standpoint, if every McDonald's says we offer ice cream, but every ice cream machine is broken, that is technically bait and switch, which the Better Business Bureau would label that as bait and switch, which is illegal. So if you're offering a, a good, but no one actually goes through it and fix it, like... Like you're not like you're not allowed to do that. You can't. Well, somebody like, did this like real deep like investigation into it. Yeah, and uh, had like a whole. I don't know if it was like a, a Reddit thread or a Twitter thread somewhere. Somewhere they had everything basically dropped out for you. And what it was, what the main thing is, is this one company is contracted through McDonald's. To provide the ice cream machines, okay? Yeah. And that, and it's this one very specific machine for every single McDonald's. And that company 
is also own the, the people that own that company are the exact same company or the exact same people that own the company of the people who repair that machine. Of course. Right. So they have and the and then like you can't like the even the managers, the owners of the McDonald's franchise can't even get into the codes of the machine to even fix it. Right. Like you have to call the service guy who works for the same company as the machine company or whatever. Right. And like it's a very specific codes that you have to press in and everything else just to get anything to do anything. Yeah. And I'm sure if they did it would be null and void. And they have in a, in this like burst this person basically was like a whistleblower for this company. And he came forward and he's like like we have updated models of this machine that anybody can get into, anybody can fix and never breaks. But we specifically have a contract with McDonald's where they can only have this one specific machine that always breaks and nobody can get into it but us. Right. Because of our contract, so we can make the most amount of money as possible. Right. That's exactly what we were saying earlier. Right. It's a a money and longevity game. Right. Right. Yeah. So basically, all that came out when this whistleblower came out about all that. Right. And then they had to basically update the machines. Well, yeah. I'm sure McDonald's, too, was like, because they're losing millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. On this scam, essentially. Um, But I've also heard, like, those machines like they melt certain things above them i can't remember like it just like if you don't clean them properly like they fuck up like crazy and it's because like you have to set like ingredients on top of the thing which is insanely hot and it melts and if you don't do it whatever like if it gets on anything it just melts and gets into the thing i don't i don't know if i'm making that up or if that's actually something or not I don't know. I know the thing that I watched, it was like the cleaning thing was like the McDonald's closes down for the night and they basically just hit like off and then clean. And then it's supposed to self clean itself or whatever. Right. And then in the morning they go on ice cream. (laughs) And then if it doesn't work, then they have to call the company. Which always does. Right. Right. Let's see. More people live in New York City than 40 of the 50 U.S. states. Yeah, that's stupid. Why? Move out. Get a farm somewhere. I don't know. You know, you can fit every single person on this planet in the state of New York standing shoulder to shoulder. That doesn't surprise me. I've I actually saw something about... <clears throat> Like, you could fit the entire population in the world in, like, um, like if you live, like, obviously, we'd all have to live in apartments, yada, 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 but, like, you, everyone could live in, like, a smaller amount of land than we're actually using, but it's we're all spread open, and some people have a lot, some people have a little. Right. So, like, that's the plan of the global elites is to reduce the population of the planet. 
Yeah. So there's only 10% of us left. Makes They're sense. They're going to put us all in one tiny little area, probably in Denmark. And we all have to live there. And they're going to wall us in. Just like in uh, uh, like a brave new world. <laughs> We're all going to be walled in. And then the whole rest of, like, the, whole rest of the planet is going to be like a nature reserve. And you won't be allowed to go there. Cool. And then, and by 2030. That's going to happen. <laughs> that's your guesstimate. That's what, that's what they say. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let me ask you. Have you ever wanted to hunt a unicorn? Dude, I don't think I would want to hunt it because I feel like all I would have to do is just want to ride it. I think I'd rather <laughs> want to ride it because it's more like a horse. Like, yeah, do you, you want to? Have you ever wanted to hunt a horse? Have you ever wanted, yeah, gun down a horse? No. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. I totally get that, but you can get a license at the University of Michigan to hunt unicorns. <laughs> That's what it says. Let's, let's read further, shall we? <laughs> well, who is going to stop you from chasing your dreams if you really want to pursue it? If hunting unicorns is something you have always wanted to do, well, go get them, Tiger. Lake Superior State University in Michigan allows interested parties to obtain a license to hunt these one-horned wonders should they wish. The official permission is issued by the Department of Natural Unicorns of the Unicorn Hunters of Lake Superior State University Questiers, as they are called, may hunt on Earth, on the moon, but in unexplored areas only, and in the Milky Way, although its southeast rim is close during odd years, limited one unicorn per year. The southeast rim of the Milky Way is closed. Although its southeast rim is closed during odd years. Yeah. I want to go, one, to this school. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Remember when we were talking about drugs? Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't I know about this when I was looking for colleges? (laughs) I have a degree in unicorn hunting. Yeah, Um, dude. I think we need to go up there and get our licenses to hunt unicorns. (laughs) I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> Just to Dude, say that we have them. I want to find, not that I, I don't want PETA going after us, but let's say an old horse dies. I need a taxidermy to take that horse head and put a horn on it for me, and I'm going to mount, mount it in our podcast area. <laughs> <laughs> with our certificates on either side? With certificates on either side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to paint it white with like rainbow colored uh yeah mane i guess what it is yeah <laughs> dude have you ever seen a mounted head horse head before i don't think i have i don't think because the funny thing is as i said it i thought that too like fuck i don't think i've ever seen a mounted horse because why would you yeah because like that's some mafia shit yeah right? like the horse head in the bed well just i don't know if you I don't know if you've ever been around a lot of horses. I mean, they've got personalities, and yet, like, I get, like, I've seen mounted, you know, like, in movies, seen mounted zebras, which are very similar, but... But they got long-ass necks and shit, like... Right. I don't... I just don't feel like that would look right. Right. (laughs) I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, I guess... I guess deer have long necks, too. Right. But they're, like, big rats. (laughs) 
I uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I come from a family that hunts a deer. Um, oh my god! What? Mounted horse head. Yeah, I'm. Mm. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, like it doesn't even like feel right. It doesn't, cause it looks too. God, I don't even know what the word is. Like, that's like having a fucking stuffed dolphin on your wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just certain things you don't stuff and mount. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Like a horse head, man. Like that's a horse, man. That's like I don't know. I even feel weird about it with dogs too. Oh yeah, no. I was about to make that connection. Like horse is like a dog is a man's best friend. A horse is like a man's best accompaniment. Like it has been there with humanity since I mean for years been domesticated and with you to mount its head like you're hunting it I'm like it's almost like a slap in the face towards it yeah you know what I'm saying it's, it's like a form of disrespect right now I'm okay with a cat but not a <laughs> I'm kidding do uh, stuff cats all day long dude stuff cats are just they never look good <laughs> they always look mangy and just <laughs> like I just don't get me wrong I actually like cats I was just making a shitty joke but Every one I've ever, I've never, I don't know if I've seen a stuffed cat in real life, but every picture I've ever seen, I'm like, that does not look good at all. No. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Even that stuff's a pet, there's, that, it's horrifying. What about creating a wax figure of your lost child? <laughs> <laughs> that you have to look at every day. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah, you're going down a rabbit hole. Is that something you would do? No. No? No. That sounds like a nightmare. Um, uh, it's <laughs> fucking horrifying is what that is. Y- yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No. No, I'd take the stuffed cats all day. <laughs> I'd take the mounted horse head over yeah. there. Oh, fuck. Give me three of them. I wouldn't give a shit. Um, uh, but I'll tell you what. So we saw the picture of the mounted horse head. You put a horn on that. <laughs> it looks better. You dye its mane. Yeah. Rainbow colors. You give it a smile. Yeah. Give it a, <laughs> give it a little personality in the right. face. Uh, <laughs> put one of those motors in its jaw so it'll start singing at you when you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me there. That part. <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. That's just. All right, speaking of dead horses. So, <laughs> I. I know our father-in-law does this. I don't know if you've heard about him doing this. I'm sure you've witnessed this. You know, he'll watch a movie that he's seen a hundred times and laugh at it like it's the first time he's ever seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did that last night about three in the morning. I watched Animal House. And yes, I'm tied it into this dead horse thing. <laughs> um, 
And there's a part where they, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Animal House, spoiler alert, it's only been out for fucking 40 years. Uh, they take this horse of this guy who's kind of an asshole and take it into the dean's office. Oh, yeah. And they tell their rush uh, flounder, the rushy, the two frat brothers, like, here, you need to shoot it. Show you, you need to show this asshole who's boss because that's his horse. Because, uh, so they give him this gun and he goes in there to shoot this horse, right? And you see John Belushi look at the other guy and goes, there's blanks in that gun, right? And he goes, oh yeah, there's definitely blanks in that gun. I loaded it myself. So then the rushy goes in there to shoot the gun. He, he raises up the gun and he starts to pull the trigger and he just like, I can't do it. It's a horse. So he, he points the gun away from the horse. It shoots it and the horse has a fucking heart attack from the noise and drops dead, right? And the, and the other two frat brothers run in there and goes, what the shit? What the shit? And they're, and they're like, there were blanks in that gun. They're like, yeah, there were. And then like they look at the gun. They're like, oh, shit. He had a heart attack. Ah! And they just run out freaking out, right? So the next scene you see is Dean Wormer talking with the mayor. And they're talking about this big festival they're going to have and like the money exchange between the two enterprises. And it's kind of like a mafioso kind of meeting. And it's very serious. Like the mayor's kind of threatening the dean of the college. And the college is like, you know, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to make sure everything goes well with this. Uh, and the, the mayor's like, I don't want anything from that fr- fraternity that's here on town that causes trouble. And then like the dean's like, of course not. It would never do that. And then it pans out from their conversation to the full room and the dead all you see is the dead horse's legs sticking up behind a couch and then there's a maintenance guy with a fucking um, tape measure measuring the size of the horse and he goes over to the door and he starts (laughs) measuring the door (laughs) I don't know why I lost my shits (laughs) and it's because I forgot about the guy measuring the horse (laughs) Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I just had to reenact that because I literally just watched that last night. Um, and I own the movie on VHS, ironically. All yeah. right. Uh, so the last one on this last list real quick. A store in Alabama sells unclaimed baggage from airlines, which I knew about that, actually. So in Scottsboro, Alabama, only place in the U.S., they can buy lost, unclaimed luggage from the airlines and sell it back to the general public. Um, like if you lose your your duffel bag or whatever, they're if you don't ever claim it or they don't ever find it, they send it to this place, and they're the only place legally allowed to sell it back to the general public. And they I wonder was, how they got that right. Uh, there's no telling. They somebody's cousins in the somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, so. I think they have to hold on to it for X amount of time, but if no one ever claims it or they can't find the owner, but like, I don't, I feel like I've seen glimpses of this where they'll either, you can buy stuff they haven't gone through where you just go, I'll buy that bag and you just get to find out whatever hell's in it, which people are go, sometimes there's wedding rings. Sometimes there's this, sometimes there's pleasure massage things. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, then there's other ones where they've actually gone through where they have like a whole jewelry section of mostly engagement rings. 
where because you know people go on vacation, <laughs> take an engagement ring, lose yeah. the bag, don't have the engagement ring anymore. Fuck, dude, how pissed would you be? Oh, I would be so fucked. I'd be like, you better give me that fucking bag. Like, there I, would be no not claiming it, right? Like, like I will tear this up uh, this <laughs> airport apart, right? Show I, me to the back. I live here now, and until I find this, like, right? Yeah, dude. Like that's it's. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. I don't know what. Either you didn't love them in the first place, or what rich a holes are like. Eh, I'll buy another one. Like, dude, that's it. That's what it is. The the fucking they didn't love them in the first place part. That's what. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Because yeah. they're like, this is a sign from God. Right. Saying that I'm not supposed to marry this person. Yeah. Like, was there anything important in that bag? No. Don't Actually, wor- there wasn't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Four grand that I owe on top of that 50000 that I already owed. Right. Right. But that's it. I'll just add that to my... Uh... <laughs> oh, what? God damn, dude. You know, when you drink so much alcohol... <laughs> Uh, I love these. Like you start, you have like this, your brain comes up with the perfect lines and jokes. And then when you go to say it, it's like you just go blank. No. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, you're right in the middle of saying it and then nothing comes out. And then it's like, and then you like completely even forget the English language and they're like, what? I know there's a word that exists <laughs> that would have been perfect that I was trying to say. But for the life of me, I have no idea what that word is. Right. Although I've used it many a times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alcohol, dude. Alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, I get it, because I was trying to read words tonight where I was like, I know this word. I've said this word. I've read and said this word. Why can I not do this right now? Yeah. <laughs> Which, off topic, you, like, you know how you, like, you get out of school? Like, if you looked at some math problems from high school that you knew you could do, would it, like, I've seen shit where I'm like, that's going to take me a second to figure that out. Because I don't remember. Because, like, you're, you're not using it. So, like, when's the last time you did that? It's the same thing with, like, reading. Like, I got to say, one of the good things about being a dad is I've had to read stories to my son yeah. via books. And I feel like I've gotten better at reading because of it. Because I'm constantly reading. Right. Like, I listen to a lot of books on tape because I... You know, whatever you know, for what I do, it's like I don't have time to sit there and like open up a book and actually start going through it. So, which I know that all the book people out there, apparently, books on tapes actually fire off the same synapses in the brain that is the same as actually reading the book. But Dude, anyway, like nine, like ninety nine percent of the books I read, quote unquote, nowadays is all audiobooks. Yeah, it's just the way to do it. Yeah, which I should start doing that. <clears throat> uh, I was tearing it up there for a while. Because you got me into it, actually. And I was enjoying it. I went through a couple books. I think I did the Witcher books, a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did a couple for the podcast that was so damn... What was that one book we did that was so dry? Where I was like, oh my god, I need a book, like a notebook to sit there. Oh, and dude, we only went through a, co- John- a few pages. Hancock? Was it... 
I don't think it was. I don't think it was uh, Graham Hancock's book. Yeah. But it was one of those. And it was like, because I remember texting you, was like, dude, like, how far into this did you get? And you're like, well, how far in it did you get? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I got like three or four chapters in. And you're like, oh, thank God, because I only got like. <laughs> yeah, same shit. I'm like, I, but his three or four chapters was like, like, I two or three shifts at work i'm listening to it the whole time i'm like i'm only on chapter fucking four yeah like (laughs) yeah like it was like we would have to listen to 48 hours straight oh yeah how much how big is this fucking book yeah ridiculous right like there's there's more words in that book than there was in the dictionary like i did it was it because whatever book it was i can't remember what it was now but but it was when you pulled it up on Audible. It was like forty-eight hours long. Yeah. No, I remember looking at that like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way. Like, we would have to start this assignment now and do this in a couple months. Oh yeah. Because that's how long. Like, you know, eight-hour shifts. You might actually get a solid two or three hours listening during the right. shifts. Yeah, because I see a book that because that's my average. Right. Is I'll see a book that's like. Between 14 to 16 hours, or, yeah, hours. Right. And I know that if I start it on Monday, I'll have it done by Friday. Right. Usually. But anything more than that, I'm like, I'm not going to get that done this week. Right. There's no way. Yeah. And that was that was a dedication. I mean, I was listening eight hours straight. Like, I was working 12-hour shifts where eight of that was, I was listening to that book, trying to burn through it. And I could not absorb that much information, that, like that much over that course of time. Yeah, like you almost need to just do it in like a couple hour sequences to then absorb it and then come back to it. Yeah, what we do for you all on the podcast. I'll tell you what, I've never learned so much and then lost it all, D- dude. I know. <laughs> there, it's weird the amount of information I've retained from this podcast, but. And there's so much I've lost where I'm like, somebody will talk about something like, I've know something about that, but it's in the far reaches of my brain. And the only way I can unlock it is if I shotgun a beer right now. Well, because here's the thing. We, 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 we research something for a podcast, right? We then record that podcast and then we're like, okay, that's done. And we don't think about it ever again. Ever again. And then because nine times out of ten, it's useless information. Right. That we never needed to begin with. Yeah. Sometimes I throw weird shit out at people and they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, I feel like one of these days, one of us is going to be on a trivia show and be like, all right, well, uh, tell us about Roanoke, North Carolina. And they're like, oh, fuck, I got this. And then I would like to see like if I'm any better now at Jeopardy than I was. <laughs> right. But it's obscure shit. It's not going to be... Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Alex, close your eyes. Uh-huh. Everybody listening, close your eyes. I don't care if you're driving. Just close your eyes right now. Take a deep breath. And now. And think to yourself. Don't say it. Don't say it. But think to yourself, everything's going to be okay. Everything. I said don't say it.
<laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> All right. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Fourth. Happy Fourth of July. I hope you learned something tonight. If yeah. not, well, you know, maybe you weren't listening. Right. <laughs> maybe you're too sober and not enough less. Yeah. Um, uh, we definitely learned a lot tonight. Yep. That we did not know. Mostly about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, being the WWF champion. That's right. Uh, so if you're uh, looking to send us thoughts, ideas, things to drink, topics to talk about on the podcast, do all that. Send us all that at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. Uh, or you can DM us on all of our social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Just search Think Soberless or... Uh, Soberless thoughts. That's that's the name of the podcast, right? Soberless thoughts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what, what else you do? Oh yeah, you look at, look for the podcast because by God, this is a podcast. And if you've listened to, to over an hour of us talking already tonight in this podcast, uh, then you know that this is a podcast, <laughs> and you probably know where to find this podcast. And yep. well, congratulations to you. But you should tell other people and say, hey, go find that podcast and listen to it. It's called Serverless Thoughts. It's a couple guys drinking, having fun, talking about stuff that people don't normally talk about. But we do. But we do. But we do. There's also a contest going on all all summer long uh, for Alex right there. I see it. The unopened bottle of I've I've stashed it away. Yep. The unopened bottle of Buffalo Trace. Have you contacted Legal yet? Not yet. It's okay. it's in the works. We're <laughs> we're sending memos and everything else. Alex has yet to hear back from Legal. But if you if you what want if you're over twenty one and live in the state of Kentucky, we guarantee you we'll get it to you. Yeah. Although if you still want to get in this contest and you're not well one you got to be over 21 that's just yeah it is what it is yep sorry and then uh what you need to do is you need to rate review and share and take screenshots of you doing each one of those things <laughs> and email them to our email soberlessthoughts at gmail.com and we're gonna and that will automatically that'll automatically enter you into the contest and then on our Halloween special, we are going to announce the winner of the contest. And they will get an unopened bottle of Buffalo Trace as long as the legal allows it. Right. As well as some other random uh, merch that we have laying around the studio. Could be a t-shirt, could be a hat, could be uh, bottle openers, could be stickers. I'm sure it'll be a bunch bunch of stickers stuff like that all kinds of stuff that we have with our logos and serverless thoughts all over it so you can throw that out and about and say hey this is a cool podcast you should check it out you think people should do that uh definitely fuck people do it people do it (laughs) people do it do it do it do it all right, Alex, one last chance before we get out of here. What's the Pledge of Allegiance? 
I pledge allegiance to soberless thoughts, to stay cheesy, and keep it greasy, and flip on out.